I'm Jill Hopkins, and we're talking about settlement. It's a new art installation, and it's a meditation on access, territory, and migration. Settlement's roving sculptural installation, public programs, and series of artists uh, undercover or uncover the material and human connections between Chicago's north and west side communities. This project is the culmination of more than two years of research into the social and material effects of the city's development projects by Ballas and Wax, the ongoing collaborative art practice of Susie Bielak and Fred Schmaltz. And they're joining me in the studio this morning. Welcome to the AMP, y'all. Hello. Glad to be here. We are so happy to have you. I want to start by talking about Ballas and Wax and the research you've both done that led to the creation of Settlement. Susie, tell me about uh, how the two of you got this whole thing together. Well, the two of us have actually been collaborating for about five years, and what tends to happen is that we encounter something in the world around us, and it sparks our imagination, and then we just start digging. And so how this began is that we learned of a very particular and peculiar history, which is that the northernmost part of Lakeshore Drive and the park adjacent to it was built up on rubble of homes and businesses and sites of worship that had been seized by eminent domain. Mm. And so that violent history that sits underneath this really incredible park right by our house is what sparked our journey. And uh, what made you want to turn that education into a big old art installation? I think for us that is always the question um, when we find out this little this little poetic nugget. Um, you know, th- when they seize these buildings for the Eisenhower Expressway, uh, you create this situation that has this this po- poetic potential, which is when you're standing on the north side, you're standing on the west side, mm. uh, and how that resonates out to this day from a project that took place 70 years ago. Uh, really piques our interest and and it becomes the kind of foundation for what we do as artists. I love this intersection of uh, culture and education and we're all about learning more about Chicago here on Vocalo, that's our thing. Can you tell me how the installation aims to turn that education back out outwards so that folks who may not know that this is what I, I grew up in Chicago. This is relatively new information to me as well. Can you tell me how you wanted to, how you plan to do that? Yeah. So it it takes us a minute in this case, sometimes a couple years, to figure out how we take um, what could feel like archaeology or could feel didactic into something that has a resonance and that brings feeling. So ultimately, pretty early in our research, we found a chronicle of every single building that had been seized and demolished. And those images haunted us, they stayed with us. That combined with a series of other images um, led to what we ultimately did, which was essentially create like the ghosts of buildings. We worked with a fabricator, Andres Lima-Spont, to create these fiberglass sculptures that when the light is right, they look as though they're levitating out of the ground. They're um, of varying sizes. We have a tenement building, a brownstone, and these sculptures that look as though they're floating up over the park. We're bringing these and beckoning people in, um, but in many cases we haven't had to. We've been out several times to the park. We have these sculptures on tripods. People come over, they're curious about them, and then we have a conversation, including to invite them to share their own histories. So that becomes this way for us to start 
start a conversation. Uh, and that conversation can lead to, you know, where, how did you get here? What, um, what movement brought you here? And in that way, we're using the, the idea of uh, the migration of materials as a starting point for a conversation about the migration of people. Um, the project was part of a larger uh, uh, initiative by the arts organization Three Walls here mm -hmm. in Chicago. Um, they, their interest was in citing works in neighborhoods and having those neighborhoods, uh, having that art brought to those neighborhoods and having the art be specific to those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And so for us in Edgewater and Uptown, those, uh, the history of that neighborhood is one of a port of entry for migrants and immigrants over the last hundred years um, from all over the world and all over the country. And so we wanted to explore that and explore how the material migration of, uh, of the city and of that particular element of the city, this land that used to be lake, which is now claimed uh, as, 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 as earth, um, has its own hidden history and, and reveals itself over the conversation. I'm Jill Hopkins. Susie Bielak and Fred Schmaltz of Ballast and Wax are here. We're talking about their new art installation, Settlement, which takes place for several different places in the city. Chicago's a, a big city. There's lots of stories. There's lots of voices. Why this particular story and, and how on earth were you able to narrow it down? <laughs> That's, that is always the process for us, which is creating this incredible expansive research. Um, we mentioned earlier that it was a couple years of research. And as Fred was saying, Three Walls really supported us in that. We first were thinking that the project would really think about this relationship between the north side and west side. And this story of how highways come and interrupt uh, and transform cities often with an agenda of segregation. This is a common story. It's a story that we knew when we lived in the Twin Cities, but what, as we dug deeper, what felt unique was the kind of paradox that we felt between this um, this very real act of displacement. You know, at the time, the folks who were living along the Eisenhower were fairly recent immigrants for the most part, mm -hmm. a lot of them Eastern Europeans, many of them fleeing, many of them recent uh, immigrants, um, but communities that weren't organized. And so we began there. But as we spend more and more time in our own neighborhood, we then began to think a lot about migration and immigration. Also, the time that we're living in, mm -hmm. the election that happened, you know, the president uh, that we're living under, and our own histories. I was born in Mexico City. I grew up in the States in a multicultural community. Immigration and migration is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, mm -hmm. and that marries with Fred's history. Yeah, which my, I was the first person in four generations or five generations not born in Chicago. No. Uh, but I keep moving back to Chicago. <laughs> so I have this migration history, which is a, in some ways a, a kind of return. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not directly answering your question. The idea it's is that we tend, we tend to expand and contract. So we yeah. probably had 20 different potential installations. Mm -hmm. um, to speak a little bit more to these houses, um, we were trying out all these different ideas and then we came back to, in a way, first thought, best thought, that, this, that coming to the actual homes and coming to that very um, simple but resonant history of 
these buildings essentially being interred under our feet when we're standing in the park was so potent. We also were inspired by the pur- Purple Mountain bird houses that the city puts out. Mm-hmm. So these bird houses, I don't know if you've seen them, they look almost like modernist sculpture. They're yeah. like these white orbs. Purple martins are desired migratory birds. They eat pests, they eat mosquitoes. So the city puts out these bird houses by the water and purple martins live in communities. So when I first saw this uh, last summer, I was so struck and I said, this is our project. You know, this is a, you know, why, why is this migratory bird desired? Why is there a home for this migrant? Uh, and that related to this hit to kind of both histories, mm-hmm. um, north side, west side. So the idea of the birdhouse combined with this other history, an image we'd found uh, probably from the 40s when we were doing research in the park's archive of a group of about 12 men holding these incredible birdhouses, like proper portrait, suited up to the nines, holding these strange birdhouses. It was those repetitions and resonances that came together for us to say, this is the object that's going to be the metaphor for our project. It is 8.57 on the morning amp. We're talking settlement with ballast and wax. Now, we talked a little earlier before we even came on about uh, people discovering these works, uh, just hanging out in the city, minding their own business, turning a corner, and then coming across these these works and, and their reactions to it. Can you tell me a little bit about what folks can expect when they do turn that corner? They can expect to be surprised and they can expect uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of it's I wouldn't call it a spectacle, but the during the when the sun is out at the right time of day and the sun is shining through these uh, there because they're they're like husks of buildings Mm -hmm. and they're translucent. um, You get this kind of beautiful glow to them. And so they have a. there's a beauty and a strangeness. They're ghostly. Uh, and so, but they're also recognizable as build, building archetype mm-hmm. shapes. And so people will encounter those. There are also a series of drawings that are uh, that are placed out in the space. And so people, uh, some people connect to that. Some people, a crowd draws a crowd. So sometimes people come up and say what's going on here so there's a little bit of a little bit of all of those things um and in some ways it kind of depends on how you're taking in the park we've had joggers stop we've had uh families who are out for their constitutional stop we've had uh dogs people with their dog a lot <laughs> of people dogs. with their dogs um, yeah and the other thing is that um it's the kind of thing that The first day we were out, we probably had literally hundreds of people do that rubbernecking thing, like folks who were on the bike path and biking and would slow down and see the sculptures. The drawings are a combination of images of community life on the west side and the north side. And we've also made an artist book. So something that you can expect is to walk away with both a bit of this history and then also to contribute to the next iteration. We work with language a lot, and what we're doing is we're going to be rewriting on top of ourselves, inviting the city to help us write this story from this present moment. 
We're very excited to be able to share all of this with everyone. There's a few chances coming up to check out Settlement. There's an open house on Saturday the 13th. The Argyle Street walking tour with Axis Lab is Friday, October 5th. And the sculpture display is up until November 11th. You can visit ballastandwax.com slash settlement for more info. Thank you so much, Susie and Fred. Have fun. And thanks for all the art. Thank you. Have Sh- a great day. Chicago We're so glad to do it. You. Thank you.